0: This is the Healing Roots Podcast, where you will learn to heal yourself, break generational cycles, dispel societal norms, heal ancestral lines, tune yourself to emotional alignment, and live a happy, healthy, and holistic lifestyle without losing your culture. Welcome to the Healing Roots Podcast. This is Lauren, your host. And today we're gonna be talking about having peace of mind. I'm gonna give you guys a couple tips, honestly, a couple of ways that you can reevaluate your life in order to make a consistent change throughout your entire way of life so that you will be able to consistently create peace of mind in your everyday life, in your everyday practices and habits. So let's get into it. Love. Love and peace of mind do protect us. They allow us to overcome the problems that life hands us. They teach us to survive, to live now, to have the courage to confront each day. Bernie Sigil. Now, this quote, basically what it's saying is that when we have love and we have peace of mind, it protects us from ourselves, from actually beating ourselves up. Up over problems and actually teaching us how to rise above them, how to live in the present time, going through those problems, and how to encourage ourselves. Peace of mind is a mental state of calmness and or tranquility, a freedom of worry and anxiety. And so, I want to talk about the fundamental cores of where we find our anxieties, our worries, our fears, and the things that seep into our subconscious that ultimately cause us depressions and anxieties and worries. And so that main point is our point of view and our priorities. And so I want to talk about why, why it's important to hit these core points first now, I know that when you're really thinking about I'm anxious all the time, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. The first thing you do is you look at the surface level problems, the surface level actions and habits that you have. But the first thing that you really should do is dig into that. Find the core of said problem and try to solve that core problem. And once you've kind of found that core problem, you have addressed a name to it. You have identified it, what it does, and then from that point, you are able to actually see all the layers, all the strings, all the ties to every habit, to every thought form, to all the things, the actions, everything that you do to create the actual reality that survives around that core belief, that core problem, that core POV of your life. So the first thing with your mindset, I'm just going to give you guys this little quote that I found. No matter what, people grow. If you choose not to grow, you're staying in a small box with a small mindset. People who win go outside of that box. It's very simple when you look at it. Kevin Hart. And so what I'm telling you guys is it's time to grow. That box that you have yourself stuck in, that box is your core problem. And everything else is a symptom of being inside that box. And it's time to just stand up and step out of the box. Take all your limitations away. And the first tip I'm going to give you guys is to change your perspective on life. If you have a perspective and all you do, as soon as something happens, you fall into a victim mindset. This is happening to me. This is so bad for me. I feel so awful. Like everything is like directed toward you on a personal level. And you get emotionally attached to that thought pattern that is going to ultimately, everything will spiral downhill from that point, from that point of view. So being able to change your point of view from things are happening to me things are happening for me is completely different because if you think about the person that you are today whether that's a good you know if that's good to you or bad to you the point is that you right now are listening to this podcast and you right now are trying to change something about it and you right now are trying to change something about it so what i'm saying is If you are thinking I am in this in this low thought frame, in this limiting belief that everything is happening to you, then you'll never be able to see the lessons of what is happening. And you'll continue to draw in those lessons until you learn them. But if you're thinking things are happening for me, then you have to think, what am I doing that is bringing these things to me in such a bad way? For example, if you keep having this trouble, like if you keep having trouble with, say your car and every time you get a car, regardless if it's the car that you, a car you have payments on, a car you bought, uh, pay here, buy here. When you uh, buy here, pay here. I don't, guys, I don't know about this stuff. OK, so if you like say you keep getting a car, your car always has problems. And and then you're thinking, why does this keep happening to me? I just keep getting a car. It's just so much money to keep getting this car and having insurance and this and this and that. And you constantly complain about you know, your car is, you know, you don't like your car, you wish you had a better car, you know, all these different negative thoughts about having this car and then how much money this car has yet to cost you and then will cost you and then has cost you. You are literally attracting events to continue coming in with that mindset. And not to say that you deserve it based on that mindset, but unconsciously, 24-7, we are consistently attracting what we think about, what we feed into those thoughts. And so what you have to do is you have to understand that whatever thoughts you feed are the energies that you're calling out for. The more you just kind of circle in your head about a certain thing, the more you're just asking the universe to bring it to you. And so in that sense, you're you're missing all the big things. Like maybe the universe is telling you, stop going and buying your car from a trash place. Save your money put down a good down payment, and buy a used car from the dealership that's not broken. Or it could be telling you that maybe you just need to move closer so that you don't need a car. Or it could be telling you something different. Some people, you know, some people don't even really need a car, but they feel like they need to have one, even though where they live is not sustainable to have a car and it's better to be on foot or to be on on the train or the bus. So really evaluate your lessons. What things are repeating in your life? What things have repeated multiple times in your life that no longer repeat? And what are the lessons that you learn from those things? Check in with yourself on a constant basis and see exactly what, where are the lessons being learned? Where are the lessons or you know, the point outs of your problems coming in? And what is it telling you? If you're consistently dating someone who cheats on you, who does this and that, think about where are the red flags? In that relationship. And how many times have you seen those same red flags in other partners? Because statistically, if you have dated someone who has cheated on you, you'll usually experience it a few more times because back in the in the back of your mind, you don't feel worthy. You don't feel good enough to um to have someone's full dedicated attention. And sometimes if you are a cheater, it is because someone has cheated on you in a similar way. And so thinking about what are you drawing to yourself and what do you wanna change? So in saying all of that, changing your perspective is really important because basically, I could look, depending on the day, if it's partly cloudy, I can be like, oh, this is a depressing day, you know? And I could mope around the house all day and I could feel like poop. But if I'm just like, oh my God, I woke up, the sun is shining. I'm so glad it's an overcast day because I don't want to have a tan or I, I'm so glad it's an overcast day because now it's it's like the perfect temperature to go outside with a long sleeve shirt. The breeze isn't too too cold. So, you know, I don't have to wear like a puff coat. I don't have to wear a scarf or anything. I'm good. I can go out and about my day and I don't have to worry about being bothered by the weather. That's a different perspective. I could mope around all day and be like, oh, today's so poo. The sun's not out. This is and the other, and then on the other hand, I can go about about my day appreciating, you know, that this day is still good, e- and it still looks good, and it's amazing how even in the most dreariest of days, nature bears its beauty. In that mindset, when I'm thinking good about. You know about what we have going on, at the end of the day, I can look back and see how I attracted those positive or how I attracted those negative things based on the start thought of my day. Sometimes there will be big drums dropped on you in the middle of the day that kind of like tank your mood. But in order for you to be able to overcome those things, you have to first have a good core mindset. And then second, you need to be able to catch yourself in those negative thought loops or in those positive thought loops and be able to either amplify or redirect your thoughts to put you in a place on which you really want to be to put you somewhere that makes you feel good that makes you feel like you are in the right place at the right time doing the right things that make you feel fulfilled and give you a peace of mind. So basically, you know, you want to give yourself a peace of mind. So in in thinking about that, we just talked about your perspective. There's also something that you need to take into account, and that is your emotional attachment to said perspective. So, for example... If you are actually depressed, you feel depressed, your body feels depressed, especially during the fall and winter months. It is just a natural cycle of the body thinking about I feel depressed. You're putting a name to it. You're calling on that energy into your life that you are depressed. You may not completely be depressed. You may just feel down. You may you may not feel like yourself. But when you consistently say it, it's different if you have to talk to someone and you have to tell them how you're feeling. And for lack of a better word, that's the word that you use. But when you're consistently telling yourself, I'm depressed, I'm depressed, I'm depressed. Well, then eventually yourself is like, well, I'm depressed, okay? And that's not always the case. But when it is, you're fortifying those feelings. You know, instead of actually working through what actually is getting you down? What was that trigger? What made you feel that way? And then actually experiencing those emotions for what they are and not actually amplifying them with your thought process, if that makes sense. So not just saying like <laughs> willy nilly, like you're you're not feeling the way you're feeling. You are feeling something. But sometimes when you consistently put a name to something, especially if, you know, it's not like a diagnosis, Um, but even sometimes that can can be your crutch. If you're consistently, you know, like calling on that, that energy is going to continue to return to you, you know, as many times fold as you consistently give it to yourself. And so in doing that, we're being able to be emotionally stable, seeing what things actually emotionally trigger you into that mindset and being able to come up with habits and um, counter triggers in order to stop those things in their tracks. Um, The best way that I can uh, explain this to you is that I very much love sweets. Like it is my thing. I love to bake. I love to just eat. I'm a foodie. I love to go places and try new things. And there are some days where I just know that I don't feel like myself. I, I just feel down. And my coping me- mechanism for feeling down is to eat sweets and to eat a large quantity of sweets even after I know that the first two of whatever it is or the first two bites of that thing will completely satisfy that craving that I'm having because I'm emotionally attached to the habit of that craving. I'll just mindlessly eat till I feel better. And so being able to create a habit in that point where instead of going out and getting something sweet, I'll sit with myself. And I'll quiet myself down so where I can figure out what thoughts are repeating. What thought groups are consistently being fed right now in my mind? And how can I change it? Now, some of these thought loops aren't changeable quickly. And some are. So you have to kind of pick and choose your battles. Some things are a long game. Some things are a short game. But what I was able to do was I was able to give myself time which I try to do whenever I'm having an urge to binge eat or an urge to go get something that I know isn't super healthy for me I'll sit with it and I'll just I'll figure out how I feel what what emotions are coming up for me what triggers are happening for me what is what am I trying to do to cope with this feeling of discomfort. And then I evaluate that. Is this something that's serving me? If it's not something that's serving me, then I have to figure out a way to make myself feel better in said situation. And a lot of the times I just feel inadequate. I just I just don't feel like I'm enough or I am worthy enough for said events that are happening or I feel like I deserve said events that are happening because I don't feel worthy. And in that Point. I am able to refortify myself. I am able to make myself feel more secure and give myself love in those moments versus giving myself food via dopamine hit because those are basically the same means to an end but food gives me a quicker gratification on that dopamine hit it's quick it's easy it's pungent but at the end of the day I haven't solved the root problem so it's going to continue to happen until I do and being able to to see okay I have emotional triggers that create these habits in my life and being able to be aware of what I'm doing. How did I get here? Sometimes you don't really see what you're doing until you get to the end point. And don't judge yourself, just be aware because it will come up again. That trigger will be triggered again. And then at that point, you'll be able to say, oh, so when I feel... A, B, C, D, I, I am triggered to a certain level. And at that level of triggeredness, I'm beyond my coping mechanisms. And I go outside of myself to feel better, whether that's I go shopping, I go eat, I go work out consistently, you know, I go do A, B, C, D. That is my dependency. Sometimes it's good to be able to have, you know, a coping mechanism that is actually healthy for you. You also need to go back and do the work. Don't leave that string to that coping because any too much of anything can be bad for you. And so you emotionally hoarding things and then using even healthy copes, coping mechanisms isn't going to make things better being able to detach these emotional attachments um from that current mentality that you're trying to change, what that will do is that will actually clear the fog. Because when you first start to kind of figure out what kind of mentality you have, a lot of the times you're going to have to go ask someone that's outside of you. And if you have any just very direct, blunt friends that will just give it to you as real as possible with no sugar, uh, that's the person that you need to go ask. I know it's going to hurt your feelings, but every one of us has someone like that in our lives. And being able to speak with them first and being able to get them to tell you. And sometimes you don't need to rebuttal. You just need to listen and be like, let me sit with that for a minute just so that you can understand where you are and then you'll be able to move quickly, you know, away from from that mentality. And by doing that, you're going to have some emotional constraints because these emotion, these emotional attachments to that mentality attach itself to the habits that you use in that mentality. So first, you are going to identify your mentality. Then you will Feel the emotional triggers, identify them as well. And as you continue to move that, that's going to be where your core problem is. You're going to understand your core problem and learn as much as you can about it before you try to change it. Because certain things are attached to deeper feelings such as fear. Fear. You know, if you have a large sense of fear within you and then your core problem is the fear of not being able to succeed, you know, that fear will show up in different ways and you have to be vigilant and mindful of where it's popping up. And it takes time to do this kind of self-work, but in doing it, it will definitely give you peace of mind. It will stop the worrying and the anxiety and just the overall just overwhelmingness of the voices in your head so as we backtrack out of the core we're going to see where your habits are this is where we start to peel back the onion because honestly your deeper your deeper habits are not going to reveal themselves as they are um kind of they're they're like a chain reaction you know and some of these core habits that are closer to the core won't be obvious until you hit the outer which kind of doesn't make sense but it's almost like when you core an apple and then you have to peel the skin so that's what we're doing first we're going to core the apple we're going to take out the core of our problem and then we're going to peel the skin back going and get our grater. We're going to peel that skin back. That first layer, that's going to be the first layer of the habits, of the, the symptoms of our core problem. And then as we get rid of said habits, they will be more things that'll continue to pop up, deeper things. And the closer and closer we get to where the core was, things will start to fall apart because the core is no longer feeding the rest of the web. So slowly it will just all apart. It'll draw out from the inside and you will be able to identify where these core habits are, where your priorities are, and why they aren't aligned with the things that you want because they're aligned with the things and the th- thought processes that you feed. So you have to shift and then you have to be able to go back and look at everything. Look at your track record, look at your timeline and see, okay, I've learned this lesson, this lesson, this lesson, this lesson, and then apply that. I've learned ABC lessons. How am I going to apply these lessons to my life in order not to have that stuff in my life happen again? How am I going to, I've seen this habit, how can I change habit A to habit B that will help me ascend up my timeline? And so in saying all of these things, you know, being able to see the habit, identify it and understand how it works and what else it's connected to, and then it will Obviously, unveil whatever is around it, whatever is connected to it, which gives you more uh, authority over how to dismantle it. Once you have dismantled this habit, you have to replace said habit with something that is going to further push you in the direction in which you want to go. Now, by at the time that you are able to instill new habits, what you're doing is you have basically where where we're at now is you have identified the core problem. You have seen you have taken it out. Then you start to peel back your layers. You take back the emotional attachment between the layers and then you peel them back and you see what's in there. And then you're able to dismantle what you don't like and put in what you do like. And then at that point, you need to just sit with it, keep things in their place and ride with it because not everything that you put in place will work the way you think it will. And so you need to test it you know, you're going to have to go through it. Okay, this habit works for me. This habit is creating another negative thought loop. Let me change it. And you need to craft yourself into the person that you think that you think that you should be or you know that you are. And a lot of us don't aren't able to reach our full potential because we we think that we are the, the person that our habits have made. But that's just a series of habits. That's not who we are. And we can always change those things no matter our age no matter what religion what background we're from those things are changeable all the time and so you have to be able to be open-minded enough and vigilant enough to change these things in your life and the last step to this process that I'm going to give you guys is to sit with it so sit with it and then acceptance so you're gonna come into a place of acceptance of how things are in your life. This acceptance and contentment are two different things. Now, acceptance, you are understanding how things are and you are seeing it at face value with zero percent emotional attachment. And what that does for you is that actually puts you in a place where you're able to um, where you're able to go, okay, I am at said. Place. And I see that, you know, ABC negative things are happening in my life, you know, and instead of being like, it's happening. To me, you have to say it's happening for me. Now, at that point, it's happening for you. You need to accept that it's happening for you. And then on the other side, you need to understand how you can maneuver out of said situation. And based on being able to do things like that, you need to be able to see it at face value, accept what it is and understand where you are. And then you also need to accept the one thing that is so important is that the universe or if you know, if you are in said religion, God only says yes, yeah. and so in saying that, you anything that you. Say the answer is always yes. How though? Be careful what you say. Because if you're constantly saying, you know, you have to think about what is within uh what is possible within your your world at the time. And so whatever is possible, that is what you're gonna attract to you in order to achieve said goal. But also if you're consistently thinking negative thoughts, negative thought patterns, then you're gonna consistently receive. The yes of value, you know, the yes interpretation of that in the physical form of your life. So if you're saying, you know, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, then the universe or your God is going to say, yes, you're not worthy and is going to show you and give you examples consistently in your life how you're not worthy. But if you say, you know, I am worthy, I'm worthy of, you know, living a happy life. I am worthy of being financially stable. I am worthy of whatever, 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 whatever. So when you're saying that and, you know, this universe is coming back to you and it's saying, yes, you are worthy. Yes, you are worthy of A, B and C and you are able to do this and this and this. And those windows, those doors of opportunity will start to open to you. And saying all of that, the next thing in acceptance is being able to be accountable for your choices. What have you done? What actions have you taken? What choices have you decided to take a yes or no or not decided to make a decision which created a reality for you that you don't like? And what are you putting blame on someone else or something else when it actually is your fault and being able to be accountable for that? And the reason why you want to take accountability is because accountability is your power. If you are giving someone else your power, oh, someone's. Someone did A, B, and C, and that's why I couldn't do EFG. Well, guess what? At the end of the day, you gave you know, Annie your power to do whatever you needed to do. Or you could have thought, oh, well, if I had told said person or at the last minute, then this is what happened. And I just have to be accountable for the the turn of events. Sometimes we have to be accountable for even things that we don't feel that we are accountable for. And the reason why we take responsibility for those events, such as something traumatic happening to you, what the reason why you're taking accountability for that is not so that you can blame yourself. You're taking accountability for that to take back your power and be able to change how those things affect you okay so based on how it affects you it is you know trajectorying your way as you know trajecting you to a certain way and then you are going to be like okay i don't like where i'm going i don't like what i'm doing and i want to change that and in order to change that you have to be able to take back your power you can be the only blame and no one else can and at the the end of the day, that gives you the power to change everything that gives you the power to take back what has been taken from you or what you have relinquished and given away to someone else you know and so you're able to take that back and you're able to learn the lessons which is the next point take every lesson that you get every single one and check in with yourself on a consistent basis when something goes down when something goes down How is this affecting me? What have I learned from this situation? And then being able to take those lessons and learning how to pivot with said, you know, with said examples, what lessons did you learn? Did you learn that? Okay, you know, I, I cheated on said person, and it backfired on me really bad. And now both the person I was cheating on them with and the person that I was in a relationship with are now leaving me and now I'm alone. And now I feel unworthy. And I feel like crap because you know, I really hurt someone that I cared about. But I also felt like I needed to fulfill said need because said person wasn't giving it to me or whatever the case should have been, now you're beating yourself up over something when instead you should accept at face value what just happened. take accountability for what you had in that in said part issues and then you need to learn your lesson so that you don't make that same mistake or you don't do the same thing again and you learn how to pivot better. How can I make better choices on meeting better partners that can fulfill my needs? What are needs that I thought I didn't need meant but I really do and they need to be a priority for me in the next relationship? You have to see what things you need to do and then where you need to pick up. My very last point, I did just bring this up, but trusting that the universe, that your God, that whoever you think is high in the sky has your back on a consistent basis. God only says yes. The universe only says yes. And so you need to know that whatever you're putting out, that is what will be backed. So you need to understand how to move things in your favor. So now we're gonna move on to this next point. So the next tip that I have for you guys is about decluttering your life, all right? So this is my quote for this section. Get rid of clutter and you may just find that it was blocking the door you've been looking for. Katrina Mayer, she's a writer. All right, so... Point one, number one, clean your home. So walk, go into, go throughout your home and find things. Go through your home. It's time, not like clean up. I'm just gonna clean up so things look pretty. I'm talking about getting in it going through all of your things and getting rid of the things that don't serve you getting rid of the things that you don't use anymore that you never use on a consistent basis like they are not so important or core important pieces in your home and getting rid of them if you have slippers from 2008 that you know you don't put on anymore because they look toe down and they look like your dog should it should be a dog chew toy Throw it away, send it to Goodwill, do what you need to do, go through the books that you don't read anymore. Are those things that you reference to in your daily in your daily life or that you will use in the future? If not, throw it out, give it away to somebody who needs it and you know you know people that need those things. Get rid of the things that are cluttering up your home that make it hard for you to stay consistently clean. Create ways to organize your home and stick to your organization system okay this right here is like super big because when you come into your home whether you've been working all day or you're a stay-at-home parent or a, a person who works from home you are always essentially in your mess And when you're able to clean up, you feel better, you feel less anxiety, you have a shorter to-do list that's riding on your shoulder. You don't feel the weight of things Closing in on you. And so being able to consistently do things every day to consistently keep your area as clean as possible and then have heavy clean days throughout the month or, you know, a couple of times, like every two weeks or once a week, you know, your home stays consistently clean. The second thing I would say is clean your vehicle or your mode of transportation just so that you can feel uh, consistently prideful of what you have, even if you don't like it, even if it's not the best thing that you could have had it's still something that is doing a service to you and so you're being able to consistently declutter these areas and have these things clean are less things on your to-do list less things that you think about in the back of your mind and create a lighter weight on your shoulders okay And then the next thing I'm gonna talk about is cleaning your body. So being able to really like make sure that you're keeping up your body maintenance, you're actually showering and bathing on a consistent basis, that's gonna take a lot out of your to-do list. If you are natural like I am, you know, consistently washing your hair might be a very, you know, hard time to actually find time to do it. And what I would say is when in doubt, schedule it out okay when you feel like okay it's been too long I need to wash my hair schedule your hair in you know how long it takes to do your hair you know if it takes 24 hours or if you need four hours or if you need three hours or whatever you need to do you know how much time it takes and if you don't take a day time it and then that way the next time you could schedule it in in given time so that you don't have anything planned and you can get things done so you can stay up kept and you can Feel your best, because when you feel your best, there's less things that are on your to-do list that make you feel bogged down. Now, after you have decluttered your to-do list with your home, your car, your body, your self-maintenance, you want to be able to declutter your auric field. Okay. You know, I am all about the holistic stuff around here. So, you want to get rid of all of those lingering emotions, all of those lingering thoughts that are not yours that you've picked up all day, all month, all year from people that you know, don't know, work with, acquaintances, friends, family, and just honestly be. rid of it. And so I suggest doing spiritual baths, having sage or palo santo in your house and saging or palo santoing yourself every day. When you come home from work and um, doing your spiritual bath once a month, doing your cleansing work, walking with protecting crystals such as obsidian, tourmaline, snowflake obsidian, using these protecting crystals to protect your aura from being uh, polluted or at least dialing back the amount of pollution that you are receiving in that auric field. And then being able also to understand when you need a spiritual cleansing also make sure that you do take time to detox your body declutter your body there is a lot there is a lot of essentially like waste living in your body all the time not doing anything for you running down your systems on a consistent basis and it's time I mean every so often you need to clean it out you deep clean your house you deep clean your car you you know you deep clean your your aura you need to deep clean your body okay some of y'all have never deep cleaned your body and that is disgusting like not saying like ill gross but I'm just saying like some of y'all are walking around for with like 10 to 35 pounds of waste in your body. You could get rid of that and lose. A lot of people's colons around here are carrying around a lot of poop and you guys need to let that stuff go, okay? Like, let it be gone. Be done with it. Take it to... Take it to the throne. Okay, so I'm just saying, like, make sure that you do a deep cleaning of yourself, and that'll really help with um, your internal systems, with your health, being able to really optimize your functionality in your body. All right. So the next uh, point that we're gonna talk about is lifestyle. So cleaning, you know, getting your lifestyle together and decluttering your lifestyle. You know, what do you, what is going on in your life that's not serving you? You know, who, who in your life is not serving you? You know what I mean? Like who in your life is giving, who is consistently receiving from you, but never replenishing you, never giving back to you? Who in your life is is using you and and you are not able to do the same? Like who is taking advantage of who you are and get rid of those people, get rid of those activities and those things that aren't giving you energy that aren't giving you life you know and and take that take that in stride and learn where to pivot because sometimes we have to pivot in order for us to thrive and so if you have people if you have um responsibilities and things in your life that are just sucking the life out of you get rid of them why are you being so consistent to these things that are these people who um who guilt trip you, who shame you, who are necessarily beating you down or stealing your power or you're giving them your power when you need it. Be done with it and leave them at the wayside. And if it's someone that you have to deal with on a consistent basis, just pull down the engagement on that meter like you was at 10 let's bring it down to two okay like you need to you know lower the volume on those people on your everyday life because I mean honestly birds of a feather flock together and if you flocking with people who who ain't right, then that's what you're consistently going to start bringing into your life. Even if you're trying to live on a higher path, if you have a lot of people that are putting these negative situations, negative thoughts on you, and that's going to continue to embed you with these thoughts and feelings that aren't your own, and you're going to start believing that they're your own thoughts, and that's going to create a problem. Okay. And then you're going to have to do the self work to figure out that, hey, said thought is not my own belief. Chuck it. But now you have to reinstill new habits of those things before they get embedded, before those people infect you with whatever habits they got going on. You already know who they are. You already, when I brought that thing up, you knew who I was talking about. Let them go. And then with that, imagine how the ideal you will live and then set your mind to that. Who is it? What would I do? Where will I go? What what is a, a average day for me in my optimum life? And then figure out what steps you need to take to get there in each part of your life. I feel like a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people get to a certain point where they just where they just think about the financial, the success, The, you know, whatever creates that optimum opportunity for you, but they don't think about the things that actually matter. Like, yes, money matters, but your mindset, your, your stability, your emotional stability, your emotional stability, your lifestyle, all of those things matter before your finances matter. Because if you don't have those things in alignment, when you get finances, you'll blow it. You'll blow it on your back. You'll blow it with your bad habits. But if you have certain things in check, you'll know how to pivot. You'll know how to move the right way. You'll know how to hustle in your best regard for your purpose. You feel me? Like you're not just out here doing any and everything to get to get to the money, to get to the bag. You have specific goals. You have specific standards and you're not going to deprive yourself of said standards for the bag you feel me? You are going to level up. You're leveling yourself up. And think about it. If you're playing a video game and this is the last, you only got one life, bro, or you going not have to start over. Think about it like that. You want that last life on Pat, man, that last life on, I don't know y'all, that last life on Mario. Cause I know I just be dying all the time. You you really got to pivot. You got to move at the right time. You got to take your time, but you got to move in a timely manner to get to where you need to be to get to the goal. And if you're thinking about moving through levels in a game, you have to complete certain, you have to get to certain checkpoints, okay? And that's what you need to do at this point. You need to figure out where you want to be. Then you need to figure out what are the checkpoints I need to get to to get to the end of this level so I can level up. You know, that's going to be your short term goals. Those checkpoints are your short term goals. And then you have large goals at the end of each level. That's your level up, level up, level up till you get to the maximum level, till you get to where you envision yourself to be. And you know what happens when you get to that point of where you envision yourself to be? You start over because living and living and not elevating, it makes you feel stagnant. And that's not happiness. You know, you don't feel happy when you can't elevate yourself. So you're always going to continue to elevate. So don't bog yourself down with self-limiting beliefs, self-sabotaging thoughts. Just get going. Just get going. Make steps. Take changes. There will be certain times in your life where you will move slow as a slug. But as long as you're still moving, congratulate yourself and just keep pepping yourself up. Keep taking your steps. Even when it feels like you're taking two steps up and three steps back, eventually you'll take three steps up and two steps back. And then you'll be taking four steps up and one step back. And then eventually you'll just be moving up with no steps back. And you have to give yourself the reward, the gratification of staying diligent, of staying dedicated to what you want for your life. Okay. And then the last thing I'm gonna talk about is emotional cleansing. I talked about it earlier, but I think that it's really important that we go in depth with what, emotion, what emotional cleansing is details. And so that first is going to be your thought patterns. What thought patterns are you feeding? What wolves are you feeding? Are you feeding the wolf that's going to eat you or the wolf that's going to protect you? What are you feeding and how is it cycling back in your life? And honestly, the best way that you can do this is if you sit down, you meditate or you just sit in silence and be aware of your thoughts. Just sit and notice the thoughts that come up in your head and don't judge yourself just just sit And notice and then let them fade away. Don't feed them. Just sit and notice and let them fade away. And you'll see a pattern. There'll be certain thoughts that come up more frequently, certain thoughts that come up less frequently, and certain thoughts that you like that are come up very seldom. And you have to learn how to feed said thoughts and how to um how to in how to place in thoughts that go with the thoughts that you like so that you're creating a group of thoughts that continue to circulate together that are empowering you and improving you and moving you forward. Okay, and then emotional hoarding. This is something that I've had a problem with as well. It's honestly, I feel like emotional hoarding really comes from people who don't express themselves on a consistent basis or don't have someone to express or don't feel comfortable expressing their emotions Um, their feelings, their their fears and anxieties and worries. They don't they don't feel comfortable or they just don't have anyone that they feel comfortable to open up to. And so in emotional hoarding, you really have to sort through what's important what is not serving me and what is making me continually relive traumatic events? and why do i keep these thoughts around um reliving these thought patterns reliving, rel- reliving these events and how is it affecting me in my present life am i able to be present with my partner am i able to be present at work am i able to be present with myself you know, am I able to be present with my kids? You know, am I able to to really be there for them or am I constantly in my brain letting it loop? I'm more in my thoughts than in my present and I'm not able to, to really be there to really create those lasting memories because I'm not able to focus on what's more important. And so being able to really take time and sort out what is important, what needs to stay. Open up that little library in your head and open up the incinerator and put things in the garbage that go to the incinerator and burn them. Don't forget to burn them. Cause some of y'all put it stuff in the garbage and y'all go back and y'all pull it out later. Like, like this is not the recycling bamboo. You need to throw that stuff away. All a lot of the stuff that you guys have gone through in life. I mean, of course, it's life. It sucks. But Remembering the details, we need to we need to always remember the lessons. We can remember the overall situation, but getting rid of the things that trigger us into negative states, trigger negative thoughts of being, those are the things that we need to get rid of in order to consistently move forward and also to consistently change where we are, change where we are trying to be in a sense of of where we're going where we're moving forward to and to say like you know if you have a traumatic event that has happened to you you if you could continue to keep reliving those things in your head you'll continue to create negative situations that either remind you or trigger you of said thing or you'll start to create new situations that make you feel a similar core problem of said traumatic event like if you feel like you deserved for some bad event to happen to you then you continue to feel like you don't deserve happiness that you don't deserve you know whatever whatever and that you are unworthy of being happy you are unworthy of having success and you don't deserve it when if you're working hard if you're really in here doing the doggone thing then you do and you need to start believing that you can and that you know things will work out in your favor um I talked about the victim POV, the, vi- the victim point of view and being able to really step out of that and empower yourself and be in an empowering point of view, seeing things for what they are. Like, for example, I am forever and always late. It is something that I despise and I I try really hard to be on time and the times that I know that I'm late and i be late for like really stupid things like I left the house and I forgot my key or my fob to get to work or, you know, I, I left my wallet at home so I have to go back home and get it. Or sometimes I just get stuck in a deadlock of traffic or I get stuck behind someone driving really slow and it sets me back like 10, 15 minutes or five minutes. And then it's just like a combination of being behind a bunch of slow people sets you back about 30 minutes. And then it's like, ah, like I'm late when I left on time. I was supposed to get here. It said time, blah, 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 blah. Instead, all of these small events keep happening to deter me from my timeline that I'm trying to make. and all of that, I have to be in acceptance and understand that there was a point in said time that if I had been, now I, I've done this a few times, but I remember specifically, I was supposed to go pick up my daughter one day and I was like, I'm gonna be there by 6.30 because I always go pick her up late and I just felt super bad about it. And I was like, I'm gonna be there at 6.30, no doubt. Um, I got all my work done on time. I left the house at 5.00. And I was really like an hour and a half earlier than I needed to leave. And I ended up leaving something at home. So I had to go back home and get it. And I was like, hmm, that's so weird because I left it right at the door. Like (laughs) it was it just didn't make sense why I left it at home. But I was like, "Okay, whatever. Then that sent me back about five minutes because I had to drive back. And then I got back to the place where I was and I kept driving. And when I got on the highway now, I'm five minutes behind time. But when I got on the highway, there was a major pileup of six cars that were that were hit all in four lanes. It's only five lanes on the highway, took up four lanes and four and two of the lanes are the lanes that I usually drive in. So I knew that had I been there five minutes earlier, I could have been in the accident, like not saying, oh, thank God it wasn't me, but thinking, "Okay, so, you know, I can be appreciative that I'm late. Because said things happened in such a way that I deterred, I was deterred from being in, in such a, a a bad accident or being in such a place where it would have put me at risk for being hurt or put me at risk for being in a negative situation that I don't want in my life. And I have to give thanks for that, regardless of who you um who you believe in. You have to give thank for deterring you for said situation. And the reason why you do that is because you want that energy to consistently happen for you, even if it's something that you dislike. I hate being late, but if being late means that I survive to get there, then that means so much more to me. You know what I mean? Like, and um, being in a victim mindset would have been like, dang, said things are happening to me. Why does that keep happening? Why do I keep leaving things at home? Uh, why do I keep doing this to myself? I go past accident. Oh, my God, there's an accident. Now I'm going to be even more late. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And then and, and it just makes you feel worse and, worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And then when you actually get to wherever you're supposed to be, it's not even that big of a deal you know, to the people who who were waiting on you. Or sometimes it is a big deal. But at the end of the day, like, you got there. And you got there within the time that you were supposed to be there. And sometimes it creates a situation for you and sometimes it doesn't. But in, in a certain time, you just have to understand that that was what was supposed to happen. And had it happened any other way, you may not have been able to, to get to the point in which you are now or you may not have you may not have been able to do what you thought you would have been able to do when you got so you know just understanding that your point of view uh, determines how you see your life and if you seeing your life as something glum, something that um, you don't want to see, something that you are tired of seeing, frankly, um, it's time to change your point of view. Now, your point of view won't change everything, but it will change about 80% of how you view life and um, that's the important thing. Now, the next point is worrying. And so being able to understand if you're a chronic worrier and uh, if you if you chronically worry about things that don't matter, you're chronically in the past or in the future. um, These things are also a contributor and a symptom of your of your point of view. But I bring them up because it's very important to understand why you worry. What is it that you worry about? And are you just addicted? Do you have the habit of worrying on a consistent basis? And a lot of us do, especially if you watch the news or I mean, anytime you watch any type of propaganda, any type of fear based content, you are going to um, you are going to worry and and not just worry about world things you're going to worry about community things you're going to worry about whether or not you forgot to lock your door or whether or not you did a b c d and you're going to cause yourself so much anxiety you know instead of just being like okay let me take these measures bam that's it. And then, you know, if if ABC things, there's not like being able to comfort yourself and not being in a state of consistent worrying, not being in a, a state of consistent anxiety is something that's important to you. It's just really time to let those worries go. And, and like I said earlier, being able to be attentive, being able to be diligent and aware about what kind of thoughts that you feed. And worrying is basically a set of thoughts, a set of consistent ideals that are attached to that worry. And um, they come up in group. And so if you start worrying about, I don't know, whether or not you'll get your shoes wet or something like that, then you'll bring up a worry about something else. Like if your child is safe at school and then a worry about something else, and then those worries will just hop topics and they'll just keep... Pre- um, perpetuating some type of unsafety um, and it'll cause you a certain type of paranoia and you'll consistently feel that you need to worry about ABC things and all the things that could happen and version A and version B and version you know D and Z and you know you're trying to get everything from A to Z figured out before you know possibly those things could possibly happen and I I know that personally I have the habit of doing that and it's been like hell trying to break out of it and And I think this podcast is really a wake up call to understand how to not only do the work, do your own shadow work, learn about yourself, fix yourself, fix your habits, understand how you got to where you are and understand how you can pivot to become even more successful Or to pivot and turn your life around to walk towards success and walk toward what you want in life. And honestly, being able to create financial stability can create a huge burden lifted off of your shoulders and you're able to see things more clearly. And so the best thing that I would say to you is to learn as much as you can about finance, learn as much as you can about investing, learn as much as you can about really understanding how things work on different levels. And even if you can't afford to do it now, watch videos on it, read articles on it, study so that when you do have the funds, when you do get to the point where those funds are available, you can do it. I know that when I was in college, I I didn't have any money. I was college broke, y'all. I was eating ramen. And I would sit for hours and watch videos of people talking about stocks. And I just could not understand it. And I was just diligent. And I'm like a knowledge suck, y'all. Like I just sit there and I, I try to get as much as I can. And hopefully one day it'll all click into place. Like that's pretty much how I live my life. <laughs> I just remember one day I was sitting in my room. I'm in my laptop just scrolling through uh, different blogs and that was when YouTube really started to become popular and I was going through YouTube just learning you know as much as I can from people's channels and videos and and all types of things and I really just couldn't understand what was happening I had been doing that one and all for about three or four years and I started working this really good job uh, in Georgia let's just be honest, the, the pay rate here minimum is like seven twenty five. dollars It's trash. So I have finally got a job that was paying me like $12 an hour. And I was like, this is the job where I'm going to start to save and I'm going to start to invest in stocks. And the day that they gave me my paperwork, I signed up for the Robinhood app. I mean, you could use any brokerage, but I feel like I was just starting out. I don't want to pay brokerage fees when I buy stocks like that's dead. So I signed up with my brokerage and I bought my first stock for $11. I just bought one and I slowly accrued different stocks. Of course, I didn't know what I was doing But I was learning as I was going, which I feel like once you kind of get your hands in the mud, that's how I learn. And being able to slowly do it to where I could understand how it works. And yes, I lost my first $25. I had a lot of penny stocks. And one of the companies that I worked with completely merged into a different company. Stocks. The shareholders were not acquired. And so everyone who pretty much had stock in that company had to bail or they would just completely lose their money. And I'll never forget that. I'll never forget all the warning signs that I was too naive and I just didn't have the information or the knowledge to understand when to pull out or what to do and so now I'm so much more equipped I understand the lingo when I'm watching updates and I listen to podcasts now about stocks and and how to build large dividend portfolios and I've gotten my dividend portfolio up to a certain point now where I feel comfortable and and I know that the stocks that I'm investing in that I can rely on them a long term not saying that I won't ever check on them because i check check my stuff almost every day, but I find it fun now and now it's not so much anxious to me because I was learning. I invested $50. I spent the first 25 and I was too cheap to spend the other 25 Uh, for quite some time until I learned what I was doing. I was already saving 20% of my check every time I got paid. And so once I kind of got a, a full understanding of it, I just started using 20% 20% of that 20% savings that I was getting from my checks every month. And I just started investing in to my portfolio. And I feel like being able to just give yourself baby steps, start with the baby steps, suck in all the knowledge, learn everything that you can about yourself, learn everything that you can about your finances, about your financial situation, and don't get yourself down about it. You need to understand 100% where you are so that you can know how to pivot where you need to go that was today's podcast I just wanted to let you guys know being able to have faith being able to have complete trust that things are working in it's best to give you what you want and being able to make sure that you evaluate what you want when you don't get something that you don't want so you can understand how to bring those things into alignment and manifest the things that you want. And these are the ways to do it. Getting your mindset and your priorities straight, making sure that all of your priorities, everything that you think, your thoughts, your mindset, what are you looking at and how are you seeing the world around you is contributing to the reality that you see today and understanding how you can change those things to pivot, how to declutter your life, your home, your car, your, your emotional state, you know, how to declutter your auric field, how to do these things so that you can feel less bogged down. You can see more clearly to be able to do the self-work that you need. And then also being able to be creating a way to be financially free and stable in the future and really being able to see long-term. A lot of us have this mentality that that we need things right now, as if the future is not promised. You have to live your life the best way you can, live every day like it is your last. But in the back of your mind, you know that your future is promised. You will live in such a way where you can give love and give light to people. You can help who you want, you can buy what you want, in moderation and you will be able to actually live a decent life even after the present has faded. You will be able in your future to benefit from past you. And I promise you, following some of these steps, taking notes, if you have to go back and re-listen to this podcast, create the life that you want. And you know, this is what this whole podcast is about, is about teaching you how to live holistically, teaching you how to create the life that you want holistically and living as healthy as you possibly can spiritually, mentally, physically, you know, and and really living in this world the way you're meant to be. I just have a true passion for uplifting people and I just pray I hope that you guys feel uplifted. I hope that that this podcast that you heard here today opened some doorways and on our first episode we talked about stress we talked about the causes of stress and what we could do to help health wise on how to get rid of stress or to treat stress and here I'm I'm giving you the perfect layout in said order what to do to actually make greater change in your life to actually give you the the layout to make the perfect foundation for yourself and being able to accept that today, the message that you've heard, whatever and whatever part resonated with you, that this was meant for you today. And if you said that, you know, you were gonna do said thing, this is just a call for you to step into this to step into your purpose and really start moving forward with a great foundation and making things happen for you. And I just hope that you guys take this advice, that you look more into things, that you reach out to me and give me your questions. And i love to do more episodes. I'd love to talk to you guys, engage with you guys. And just don't be afraid to reach out and don't be afraid to take action because both of those things are you wanting to move forward, you acknowledging that you are worthy of having happiness, that you are worthy of having success. And, and that the things that you want matter. And so I believe that you matter. And I am so grateful for you listening to my podcast. I am so grateful for you being here on earth right now. And I just want to blood infinite love infinite positivity onto you and onto your love of whatever you're passionate about and I hope that whatever you love whatever it is that you pour into your heart whatever pours into your purpose is forever elevated into to your goal to your main level to the boss fight I am so thankful for you watching the podcast. And if you guys want to tell me what things that you felt uh, resonated with you, if you feel like you need to declutter your life, that you need to change your mindset or that you need to focus more on your financial um, stability. Hit me up. Let me know. I want to know how my podcasts are affecting you guys. If they're actually giving you guys life, are y'all receiving the message or should I deliver it in a different way? I love it. I'm getting so much more comfortable with you guys. Thank you for listening to the Healing Roots podcast. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Live in love and light. I'm out.